From the Financial Times in London, I'm Matthew Vincent and this is FT News. Mining group Anglo-American has said it will try to sell an extra $3 billion to $4 billion worth of assets this year, including some of its largest and oldest business units, as it tries to recover from the collapse in commodities prices. News of the disposals came just a day after Moody's had downgraded Anglo's debt to junk status and alongside results that showed a pre-tax loss of $5.5 billion in 2015. In response to investor concerns, the company has promised to cut its net debt by more than a quarter this year and said it will generate positive cash flow despite the commodities downturn. Anglo's latest plans are a step up from commitments that it gave in December of last year. But will they be enough? To assess the proposals, I'm joined by the FT's mining correspondent, James Wilson. James, what exactly is Anglo going to get rid of? Well, this is quite a radical set of proposals from the mining company, Matthew. In essence, they really just want to move from being a very, very diversified miner to just focus on three commodities. That's diamonds, platinum and copper. That means an exit from some very well-known commodities that have served them well for such a long time. Coal, iron ore, manganese, nickel. They will all exit the portfolio under Anglo's current plans. So why those particular commodities? What's guiding their choices of what to sell? Well, first of all, Anglo doesn't have really a market-leading position in either iron ore or coal. It much prefers to focus on those commodities where it is a leader, diamonds and platinum. But also it has a very negative view of bulk commodities, that is iron ore and coal. They're the main ingredients for steel making. That depends very heavily on Chinese demand. And of course what we've seen from China's economic performance recently is that growth has slowed and it's particularly slowed on the infrastructure side. So a miner such as Anglo is much more wary now of placing big bets for the future on continued Chinese expansion in infrastructure and construction. So they really see a market that is going to be very turbulent and difficult for iron ore and coal for the foreseeable future. And that's what's driving the decision to exit those businesses. And Anglo not alone uh, in suffering from the, the China slowdown? Not at all. I mean, that's really driving a lot of the uh, ructions across the mining sector because China has been the number one consumer for the mining sector for many years and by some distance. But for some of the miners that have good positions in iron ore, they still feel they can cope. They managed to invest substantially during the upturn, and they're now in a position where their costs are so low, the unit costs are so low, that they can withstand a period of low prices in a way that Anglo cannot. So it's going to be quite a different look to the group if they pull this off. It will be very different. I mean, the numbers are dramatic. They're talking about scaling down from sort of around about 50 assets to just 16 different mines if this plan goes ahead. And in terms of staff numbers, that means cuts from sort of about 128,000 today to around about 50,000. So you can see it's a sort of cut of about two-thirds in size. They won't cut earnings by quite that much, but still the scale is quite stark. So this is really quite an ambitious programme of asset sales. Can they pull this off? Can they get the money that they hope to from these deals? There's quite a lot of execution risk. There is, and this is the multi-billion dollar question. Anglo's always been seen as a bit slow to act throughout the downturn. Now, it did step up the pace of disposals last year and did cut some deals to sell some platinum assets, some copper assets. So it's begun to establish a track record, but it's never really sort of been able to execute such a widespread program. And of course, with commodity prices so low, the question is, are they going to get real value for these assets? Now, they say their liquidity position is such that they do not need to sell very urgently. They can afford to sell for value. 
The market, on the other hand, really wants to see disposals pretty quickly to reassure investors that Anglo can both walk the walk as well as talking the talk. But they've also put a deadline on this, haven't they? They've effectively said, we're going to raise more money by selling assets and we're going to do it this year. So They uh, have. They've painted themselves into a corner and they understand that the market wants to see net debt come down to a certain limit. The problem with December's plan was it was always seen as a bit vague. It was an ambition to cut net debt without a specific target. And really, investors had little faith that when push came to shove, Anglo was going to be able to do what it promised to. And this more explicit promise has Anglo holding its own feet to the fire, if you will, and uh, reassuring investors that it can and will deliver. And how have investors reacted? Has it been met with any enthusiasm or scepticism? It's fair to say it's been met with more enthusiasm than December's presentation was, which was seen as very vague. I think there's two differences now. First of all, they're naming the assets they want to sell. Secondly, some of those are better quality and they may attract more bids and that's seen as a good thing. And the other qualitative uh, part of today's proposals was that they have the net debt targets and they're also saying to investors that they found enough cost savings that they will be cash flow positive this year, even at these current depressed commodity prices. And that's important because just two months ago they were saying that there would be one billion cash flow negative in 2016. So I think that's a reassuring part of today's proposals for investors. Yeah, a significant improvement if they manage to achieve that. I suppose the other big question, though, is what if they don't achieve all that they've set out uh, in their plans? That indeed is the worry. And there are two parts to that. One is whether they don't get the asset sales done. They will say that they have enough liquidity, uh, they have lines of credit, and that the debt position is not so parlous that they can't afford to wait. They say they do have a little bit more time. But the other element, of course, is what happens if commodity prices take another lurch downward. And Angler is talking about a little bit more downside and sort of acknowledging the fact that even if there were a little bit more downside, they could still be okay. But if commodity prices continue on the trajectory that they were during 2015 and things get substantially worse, then I think Anglo would have to press a button that they've so far been very reluctant to press, which is the button of equity raising via a rights issue. Now, other miners have done that. Anglo's investors have so far, I think, been reluctant to support any kind of rights issue because they want to see Anglo do more to put its own house in order first. I think Anglo also believes that that's the right approach, but a rights issue would be ultimately an option that came much more starkly into focus if commodity prices continue to fall and if the asset sales upon which Anglo is relying do indeed take longer than they want. James, it's going to be a crucial year for Anglo, judging by that. Thank you very much indeed. And uh, for more on Anglo-American and its plans and indeed the plight of the wider industry, Remember to visit ft.com forward slash mine. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.